Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. To my right, I got Smile in Vance. How you doing? I'm back doing, in studio. You're back in studio. You're in front of Ranger. Mm-hmm. Something, there's something that's going on. No, I'm just in a good mood. There's something that's going on. Yeah. That uh, I think we're going to find out soon enough. You got the phone. Uh-huh. It's open. You ready? Yeah. All right. We got to get through these intros before we hear about it. Yeah, I'm just in a good mood. I mean, there's two bucks that I shot in this room. There are. That's about behind me. It's really neat. My bucks are off the wall uh, in Andy's pole barn. They're not big enough. They're, they're not off the wall. Okay, before we talk about that, and we have Todd Young. Hi, Todd Young. Hi, I'm here. Okay. Not in studio. Not in studio, but you are on the in, phone. In, in garage. <laughs> there. That we're, we're close enough in proximity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so so what by Vance is saying they're off the wall. These deer are literally hanging on my wall. Yeah. They're off the wall. They're going crazy in here. We raise the bucks we want to shoot. <laughs> we <laughs> you swept out the stands last year. Dude, I helped you hinge cut. <laughs> I helped you hinge cut. Yes, you did for And then I took the stands down with your dad who puts the stands up in one year and takes them down in the same year, which is insane. So don't don't act like, you know, I don't do anything. I I'm not saying that you didn't do anything. I swept the stands or the you know, there's bees all over the damn stands and I'm allergic. <laughs> There was a giant bee's nest that had been vacant. In every one. <laughs> every one. Todd, was there a bee's nest in the stand that you were in? Oh, geez, I can't remember. I, I think there was remnants of one, at least. You guys might have not. Advanced must have sat there already. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm actually sitting in a chair from one of those stands right now. He was, he was looking for the larva. Yeah. <laughs> there, the, the chair that I'm sitting in right now is from one of those old hunting stands, mm-hmm. and there was a huge nest on the bottom of this thing. Okay, I think we need to explore this a little bit more because there's some – so where we where we hunt, we put up a lot of elevated blinds, shooting sheds, whatever you want to call them. They're in the vicinity of six-foot by eight-foot wooded sides, windows, a roof. It's really nice. We got several of them. Forty square feet. Forty square feet. I don't know. It was just eight a guess. by eight, sixty-four. So I mean, you're forty-eight. Yeah, you're not too far off. Twenty of the square feet are bees' nests. That's that 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 is a figure that you are off on. Okay. Um. But yeah, Vance is literally sitting in a chair that I shot my biggest Pennsylvania buck out of, and he's right. There was a giant bees' nest that they made their home under the stand. Disgusting. I mean, under the under the seat in the stand. Mm-hmm. But just because there's a bee's nest doesn't mean they're bees. Don't take that too literally. <laughs> Don't take that information to heart. That's not a good tip. All right. So anyways, yes, the, the bees tend to make their houses in places that are also comfortable for people. And uh, they love Todd's backyard. Oh my gosh! Todd has the most the, the best ground for bees, isn't that right? <laughs> yes, I do. That's beautiful pine trees. I love it. <laughs> Todd will go home from the lake, <laughs> just cut stung. the grass, and we'll get pictures of like Andre the Giant's hand. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're hoping that doesn't happen again. That did actually happen. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I don't know how we got on I don't know bees. how we did either. Okay, but, but anyways, big giant bees. All right, <laughs> this this show brought to you by Fatty Z Musky Products. FattyZMusky.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find the baits right now at Team Rhino Outdoors. I don't have a lot of baits in stock. We we do have some that need assembled. Things are getting there. Musky Tackle Online's order will probably be shipped possibly tomorrow, more likely Monday, um, if you're actually listening to this somewhat quick um, once we post it up. That order will be leaving goodbye, so you could probably in the next week or so um, find updated inventory there. Our inventory is very limited, however, but that problem is getting corrected as I am picking away at painting more baits. Rod holders, we have plenty of them. Um, it's that time of year people are pulling their boats out and, you know, you might want to do a little bit different setup. Perhaps you were, uh, fishing in a friend's boat. Nothing makes you spend more money than fishing in a friend's boat and liking their setup. So if you're looking at upgrading rod holders, uh, I'd be glad to give you a rundown of the advantages of the fatty Z bases that use down East salties. And, you know, I can give you advice even if it's not the AZ products that will fit your needs the best. But I can't give advice if you don't reach out. So my advice is free. Might as well use it. And I'm done talking. Muddy Creek. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Get a hold of us. Give us a phone call or whatever. And uh, try to get you on the books. We have just a couple open days and from the opener all the way through July as of right now. August is filling, September's filling, October. That's how long Vance and I will be fishing on Chautauqua Lake Memorial Day weekend through November. And uh, we had a great season last year. Looking forward to next year. It'll be here shortly, but we're about three weeks away come this weekend. So uh, we'll see how it goes, man. I'm anxious. I'm ready. I'm ready for the grind. You know, I know we don't have a day off there at the beginning of the season for quite some time. So uh, get a hold of us. We'll try to get you in. We, we do get some cancellations. We've been getting those daily, but every once in a while. So the things can change. But if you know when you're coming, get a hold of us. If you've got a group, we can take up to like six people, get two, you know, three guys in each boat. And we'll cut you a little break on the price because you're doing a group thing. And uh we always have a lot of fun with that. It always turns into tournaments and things like that. So get a hold of us sooner rather than later. Looking forward to hearing from you and looking forward to getting out there and getting this, getting this going. Me as well. I can't wait. And we will be fishing in Ranger Boats. Big shout out to them for sponsoring this show. Um, you can find your Ranger Boats at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Uh Service, Starcrafts, Starwelds, Rangers. They got it all. Used inventory. Check out Vix. St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. If you're in the market for a new fishing rod, don't overlook St. Croix. The Chautauqua Lake Showdown, hosted by Zach Baker in Chapter 69. Zach Baker uh, of Baker Bates. Big shout-out to him. Shout-out to that tournament. I just received some bakers in the mail the other day. Uh, they look pretty. 
they weren't for long. Um, and that is a one day tournament. Check out the new website that Muskie's Inc. Chapter 69 just threw up uh, for all that tournament info. It's a one-day heavy hitter. Check it out. A lot of fun. Great giveaways. Show up. Perfect. And if you're not going to be in the area of western New York, you can look up the Wausau Muskie's Inc. tournament. It uh, It's going to happen on June 1st. On the Wisconsin River, one-day tournament, total inches, catch, bump board photo, immediate release format. They're looking to grow this. So you can uh, check that out more at, I'm looking up, Wausau Muskies, Muskie spelled with an I-E-S, dot com. They have all the tournament uh, rules, and you can find out more information there on how to sign up. It is $80 a boat. And it's 50% payout. And I could read all this stuff, but I don't want to insult people's intelligence because they could probably read it too if they just go to the website. So if you're in the area of Wausau, Wisconsin, around early June, you might want to check out that tournament. All right. Well said. Yeah. And let's see. There's a couple things. I, uh, I'm going to talk about we got a little bit of fan mail in about a week or so ago. And, uh, you know, I want to hit this thing up real quick because we have one more plug after this. But we got fan mail, and it was some really nice, nice nice three little bucktails. I mean, Vance, you're looking at them right now. They're, they're not too big. They're not too small. Mm-mm. But we got three of them. So that means, unfortunately, out of us three, two of us are going to be really sad. Why? <laughs> because someone's keeping all three. Oh, uh... I got you. Okay, did you caught on now? Yeah, I thought you. There was like a preferred color. No, no, no. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give a breakdown of these. So, unfortunately, Todd has not seen them yet. So he's gonna be getting the one that he has no idea. He hasn't seen any of these. I would say, I would call that a perch color in a bucktail. I would too. But I'm gonna describe the first two. So number one. In no particular order, just because you got to start at number one, is a pink, a little bit of red and white with a nickel blade. That one's mine. I called it right up front. And the reason I called it up front was because I could actually see myself using it. I don't use a lot of baits that are not casting baits that are not made by this little group of guys here. But this is one I could see using. I'm not ashamed to throw pink. Plus, I might be able to get my wife to throw it. Not that pink has anything to do with the feminine gender. Mm-mm. I'm just saying. I know my daughter likes to grab pink. Todd, have you noticed that? Yeah, we have we have a box of pink lures and uh, catch fish on. My daughter does. Mm-hmm. And sure. the next one, I'm going to say, I'll just let people come up with the color that they feel this is. But it's like black and yellow with some white and a black blade. Very nice. To me, it reminds me of a sports team. Mm-hmm. The Steelers. I was thinking the Bruins, but okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa State? Yeah. Uh, the Hawkeyes, yeah. Yeah. Hawkeyes. I don't know. I was thinking Steelers, but I just wanted to. I always liked Iowa because they beat Penn State. They always would. They, they're they giant killers. Yeah. They always they pull that out. 
Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the last one, what Vance was describing, I'd say that that's probably a fairly accurate statement. There's I think, a, yeah, right? I, I would say so. I mean, we didn't get a lot of literature with this, but, you know, it has a chartreuse blade, nickel beads. It has white, black, green, yellow, and orange. And orange. It's like an orange perch. To, to me, that's like an orangish belly perch because yeah. perch have that little orange spot on them. I like it. I do too. It, but... Anyways, I just wanted to at least, um, nice. you know, give props. I'm not going to give the name out. I didn't ask any permission, but very nice gesture. I know that you think uh, you think you listen to the show, and you, you think you listen to the show. You, you think. Let's see if he hears. <laughs> Watch. I'm like sitting here like giving props, and he doesn't even listen. <laughs> However, he was the first guy to buy a Belichick. Oh, then he listens. He has he to. has to. How old else would anybody have known about those gems? The thing is, the question you'd ask is, how do people not know about the Belichicks? I know. I was, I was literally, I forget where I was at, but I was with someone that was not, I wouldn't really call them an acquaintance, but they just, you know, we, we've met a couple times. They literally looked at my Belichick and they said, that looks extremely comfortable. Really? And, and I said, you are absolutely right. And they said, I think I might do that when I get home. Very nice. So look at that. It's catching on just by people looking how incredibly happy I am. You sure you weren't like sitting down, kicking up your feet or something? I was absolutely not doing that. It was all about the shirt. I really think that that's what did it. You weren't like in a mid-massage, something like that? Yeah, I probably was not in a massage because I've never really had one. (laughs) Go to a chiropractor. That's not a massage. Okay. Anyways. So, anyways. Uh, Before the last plug, I just want to give a big shout out to Big Chess Nation out there. <laughs> the messages I'm receiving uh, have just been off the charts. We're going to get this done. We will resist. We resist will prevail. What? We will unite. Big Chess Nation, big shout out to you guys. One love. I love it. Let's go. Let's last go. Plug. Last plug. Muskies Inc. Todd? Muskie's Inc. Am I? I just got a magazine in the mail today. So did I. April, May issue, I believe it was. I didn't get a chance to I think it was May, June. May, June. Okay. I knew it was something like that. It's the new one. Yeah, it's it's the new one. Didn't get a chance to look through it yet, but uh, it's sitting there. It's always nice. You get a magazine with your subscription once every two months. They're going to, I'm sure they have updates on who's been catching fish already. The lunge log is probably already up and running full force they've been fishing some areas all winter long so i'm sure there's been a lot of fish turned in uh lots of stuff you can get there's there's always some nice articles in those magazines you can check on your local chapter they throw up some information in the back uh if your chapter wishes to do so not all chapters participate in that every time but uh yeah they'll give tournament results upcoming tournaments there you know whoever's whatever's going on in your local chapter you can get that through the magazine can take part in all this uh all in in the release contest you have access to the computer so much you can get out of muskies inc but the muskies end up getting more in the long run by you paying your subscription being involved in your local chapter uh, it's all going it's all going back to the to the fish we're going to have fun with it but most all the chapters now are doing things with bait fish funds working with their local fisheries maybe trying to get some rules changed you know 
Uh, this is our sounding block. That's where we need to be members of Muskies Inc. If we can want to continue succeeding, seeing all the success that everybody's having in the Muskie world. So check out your local chapter. They have them just about every state uh, that has Muskies. And if you can get involved, get involved. Very nice. Very well said. Before I forget, I want to, I don't know if, Vance, if you caught on this, because Vance also helps run the Fatty Z Muskie page on Facebook. And did you notice one of the comments on the last video that, that you put up about how to work the Raptor? No. One of them video, one of those videos. On that video, there was a comment that said something to the effect of, and I'm going to, I'm paraphrasing, it's just off of memory. Um, hey, I recognize that boat. Mm-hmm. It was the son of the previous owner. No kidding. Yep. So... He had a pretty keen eye. I wanted to at least bring that up. Well, Todd just dropped. That's good. Very good. It's always nice when stuff like that happens. Yes. So Because it completely screws the show up. It doesn't screw the show up. No, but it involves this dead air and me ranting. Yeah. Okay, so we had 15 seconds of Vance. But Big chest nation. Big chest nation. Is Todd back? Todd, you with us? Yeah, I am. Great. All right. It wasn't for a moment there. It, yeah, but we're back up and running. All right. Vance, you said you wanted to kick off our little chat tonight. Yes. You had a poem you written for me. I do. So this is all about the show. So You, you actually took You're, pen to paper on this. Yes. Two eyes, two ears, a chin, a mouth, ten fingers, two nipples, a butt, two kneecaps. A penis. I've just described to you the mud puppy raptor. And the reward for its capture? All the riches in the musky industry. So, why are you listening right now? Is that a Michael Scott quote? <laughs> <laughs> it's from the office. What the hell was that? <laughs> It was just, it's from the show, The Office. But did Michael Scott say that? No, Creed did. They had like a business conference and he was supposed to come in and give a speech to help like people start small businesses. And he, was that the one? He read this. <laughs> Where Kevin played Crazy yeah. Train yeah. and he let it play for like, he's like four minutes before he ran he's up. like, dream of something big. And then he's like, now double it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, that's what we're talking about tonight: is the mud puppy, um, and its and its origin. Yes. So. Okay. So now that we had the ice broken, <laughs> um, you know, th- there's just has it. If anyone's not familiar with the the pattern, the mud puppy, um, we're going to kind of give a little bit of a history on it. And just kind of how it's how it's been snowballing, and just kind of the neat little, you know, I guess from the history that I know, and Vance knows, and Todd knows, we're going to talk about it, and it's just kind of a neat little evolution here. And when we get done talking about that, Todd also has another color, which is the Goldie, that yeah. he has a little story about. Um, you know, we get emails and you know messages. I'm just going to 
blanketed with messages. Often people like to hear the history of stuff, you know, and uh, this is kind of one of those things. That at least Mud Puppy is grassroots with Fat AZ, and it's kind of a neat little thing how it's how it's taken off. So um, some of this stuff you guys may have already heard, but it's part of the history. So, Todd, when when do you think that was? 2012? When we when I really yeah twelve yeah because twelve was the first year we really produced some and I know how I I mean I know how it came about I don't know who uh, you were cleaning your paint guns essentially yes yeah <laughs> so back in two thousand twelve and it was two thousand twelve I started making baits in eleven things mm-hmm. started getting serious in two thousand twelve because that was the year my daughter was born mm-hmm. and you know I had just this hodgepodge setup. I'm and, and I see this a lot when I see people put up photos on, on Facebook and what have you about they're starting to paint baits. And I can put I can, you know, it doesn't matter what the setup looks like. They all have sim- similar characteristics. You know, they got a couple things of paint. You and and I can now look at this stuff and say the reason you're using this, the reason you're using that, the reason you're using this is because that's what is most often talked about when asking for advice on how to do this stuff. I was absolutely no different. I was the same way. Now, the thing is, was that I had a hodgepodge of colors. I, I was a little more experimental um, back then than I, I was, than I am now. I kind of fell into a groove. I like it. I will venture a little bit from that groove, but, you know, back then there was nothing to lose. Um. So I was using like four different types of paints. It was, it was just cocktail of paints. Some of it cleaned out of the gun real easy. Some of it didn't. And some of those colors that, that didn't, I really just couldn't tip my little gravity feed gun and, and have it all drip back in. So I would just try to find stuff to throw paint on. And I had a couple baits and I, I just that were like, Oh, as I need to get rid of paint out of my airbrush, I'm just going to kind of apply it to these. And that's kind of how this layering and differentness of Mud Puppy kind of happened was by accident. It wasn't a design that I sat down and, you know, I can, when I tell people how to paint it, they're like, okay, so what do I do with this? I'll send them a picture and I'll just give them a breakdown on how I do it. I'm like, it's a base walleye gold bars, silver scale. And then it, that was the initial, like the basic framework of it. And, you know, we, we kind of got it. I walked into the house with it one day and you walked in with it finished epoxied. No, I wasn't epoxied at that time. Oh, you were just auto clear. I was just auto clearing, but it's finished at this point. I believe it was finished. Yes. I mean, I can't remember if I had a clear on it or not, but the bait resembled what mud puppy should be like. And I kind of wish I had the original Mud Puppy. I don't think I do. Where is it? I have no idea. I have some original walleyes, and that's like my most cherished raptor. I don't know where the original Mud Puppy was. And an original Gold Repower. I might have it, but I don't know if I do or don't. And I actually, I was digging through a bunch of my baits because I am still kind of unpacking from the move and rearranging stuff. Todd, you ever like move a box you haven't moved in a while and you open it up and you find all this stuff that you had that you oh, remember yeah. everything about it, but you just didn't know that you had it there. Oh yeah. Well, I found a treasure chest of old AZ baits 
Like okay. it, normally by treasure chest, I mean it was a big box that copy paper come in. You know how you get the mm-hmm. big reams? It's yeah. just one of those. Those are convenient for moving, and when you're just throwing yeah. stuff in. Nice handles. Yep. Exactly. And it was just full of random AZ stuff. <laughs> just crazy stuff. Some of like my first wooden baits I made. The green weenie. Green weenie did not make that box. It stayed in the museum. But like stick baits like that, right? right. Yeah, I had Yeah, I had a bunch of wooden baits and just some some of those some of those wooden baits resemble some of the new wooden baits that are coming out on Facebook. Like just how I did the things I did. And I don't think I could sell those baits. Well, you should. You should just put them up on that musky flea market and, uh, and say pe- 50 bucks. And there are people getting just tried good this. money for baits that look like my baits. I'm not saying they're copied them. But because how would anyone know? I'm just saying that some of the ideas I see, like there's no new ideas. So you're going to see these. And I'm sure that if I put up a photo of my, and the paints are different. I'm just talking about the usage of hardware. Um, Someone else is going to be like, well, I did that 15 years prior to you. Hmm. I'm not the first guy to do this, but I did kind of have that stage where I played around with that stuff. And so anyways, let's go back to, you're walking into the house with this. You don't want me to keep rambling? This beautiful <laughs> mud puppy. Early stages. Early stage mud puppy. I don't I wouldn't call it beautiful at that point. But anyways, <laughs> I do recall I walked up on my deck because the, the pole barn's behind the house, so the that deck's behind the house. I walk up on the deck, slide open the door, Kara, my wife, is sitting not sitting, she's in the kitchen standing, and I said, Check this out to that effect. And she goes, oh, that's Mud Puppy. Like like that. That's how it got named. Your wife just says, oh, that's Mud Puppy. Literally, like, I'm going to, I show you something and you try to assign a name as fast as you can to it. That's how it got named. Very cool. So that's that's kind of how that started. Then from there. You were really excited to show her this, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, I walked across the yard with it, probably like some insane man, the neighbors, because I lived with, a, it was a little more densely populated. I'm like walking. <laughs> you were probably in that, that like beat up uh, plaid thing. Flannel. Yeah. Probably. I still have that, but more than walking likely. Walking over like Quasimodo. Now, what <laughs> if she looks up from you at the counter and she's like, you disgusting. Gust me. What if she has a negative reaction to that bait color? It might never happen. It literally might not have. Like if I would have walked in there and like a spoon was thrown at me. Get that. You call this art? And she puts it in the garbage disposal. She just comes over, grabs it, breaks it over her knee and says, there, I did you a favor. (laughs) It literally... Could have changed the course of history. But it, it, it's, it's perfect because it's it's random paints. You know, the big thing with your with the original our mud puppy is that the silver over the gold bars. That just doesn't. That's not what people do. You know, you're you're matching, and that's what stands makes it stand off as unique. You're cleaning the gun. It's just random, and mud puppy is a total random color. I mean, I don't. A lot of people, I don't even know if they. I've ever seen mud puppies, but around here, hanging out and uh, spending a lot of time in the Slippery Rock Creek, we have what we call mud puppies or water dogs. They get to about, oh, maybe 
almost two feet long. Now, you know, Todd, is is that the, is that the same thing as a hellbender? Yes, yeah, some I see people calling them hellbenders. Yeah. Okay, because I you know that's a giant salamander. It's a giant salamander. It's a giant salamander, and they really, I mean, that's that's no exaggeration. You know, eighteen inches to yeah, probably up to two true. feet. I've, they don't look anything like our mud puppy color. They're they're really kind of ugly. Hideous. They're like two colors. They're either yeah, they're like, like really that. dark, and then they have like a belly color, yeah. <laughs> yeah. moss, uh, and then white. Yeah, but yeah. they're in Chautauqua too, by the way. Yeah, they are. They're, they're in Chautauqua. Small. Well, I caught I caught a good like footer on a uh, black and silver shad wrap casting for walleyes oh, yeah. at night. Okay, now I got to ask you this: How about that? Did it hit it, or did you snag it? It was in on the face. Because I know of another guy that that supposedly caught one. And I mean, he caught my... it on a Project X. No kidding. Yes. Which, to me, I think almost had to be accidental. I can't see them, like, slashing out and striking. I think that they might, like, go up and hit it, you know? How fast can they go? They seem pretty slow to me. You'd be surprised, man. <laughs> Those things, I'll tell you what, I, I walked in that Slippery Rock Creek. I'm never walking in there again. Todd, is that true? <laughs> no, they're... <laughs> I've had I've had lots of neat stories with that trout fishing, you know, with friends. And I remember my one buddy was like, in the middle of trout fishing, he's like, but there's a salamander crawling across my boot. And I was like, yeah, so he's like, it's this effing long. And, stands up and his eyes are real big. And I'm like, oh, that's a water. That's a mud puppy. Don't worry about it. That's what we call it, mud puppies. But... You, 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 you would catch them too while you were when you were like trout fishing, bait fishing, uh, you know, salmon eggs and stuff. You would definitely catch them. You catch them on worms, but they're, 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 uh, they're, they are a little bit of a scary creature to be honest. I, I probably would not reach down and grab one. No, I had to when I caught one. I would have just beat it along the side of your gunnel until it fell off. Well, I wasn't on a boat. I was on a dock, and that's. That's sad. What, just you're sitting there whipping it like a windmill? Yeah, it's like a little bit different looking than a fish. It almost has like human hands. Does it have like little external gills on it? I, I want to think that it kind of has it like might. leafy looking. It yeah, might. these ones I don't remember. I mean, it's got like the mouth of a catfish, you know? Yep. You, uh, with those catfish type teeth and then like a bullhead. Kind of, it kind of resembles the color of a bullhead also, but it has legs. That's evolution right there. You got a catfish with legs. Yeah. yeah. Believe me, when I was a kid, I, I would never do this now, but when we would catch one, it was never a good thing. I mean, we would drag it up onto the shore and smash it with rocks. Oh, so my God. <laughs> Todd's tapping into his primordial instincts. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Because I thought they were evil. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I think no, that that no, just comes natural. So they were evil. Yeah, th- I think that just comes natural with being young and being a boy. Like I used to shoot birds and stuff with pellet <laughs> guns, and then like go up and like run them over with my bike. As <laughs> <laughs> if killing it with a gun wasn't enough. I, just, I was yeah. bored, you know. <laughs> Holy crap! Vroom. Okay. Well, now that you know that. Side of myself. You know, when I was a boy and I was bored, I used to like volunteer at the soup kitchen. 
Well, my grandpa didn't like him either because he he said we, we we would see them sometimes and we'd be dying down there trying to catch uh, soft shell crayfish at night. We'd get down in the middle of the night and look for them, and and you would see them in the shallows and they would be trying to eat the crayfish. So, so being that they were taking our bait, one thing leads to another. You killed them, and you killed all the water snakes, too. Oh, see, that that kind of turns into, like, this moral conundrum for me. So you're out there trying to catch the crabs so you can use yes. them to catch, to, to feed, to trick yes. another animal to feed. But the animals that are actually, like, out there trying to make a living are feeding on the same thing you just want to take to force feed another and you kill yeah. them like like they're competition. Well, we they're taking our crayfish, yeah. <laughs> I could just see like I I don't envision these creatures moving very fast. So it's not like you're down there yeah. and you just see these like little V wakes coming and just slurping up all these crayfish. No, no, they just lay there and if one crawled across their nose, they probably ate it. But... So you just smash hey, them with your boots. I was just going with I was going with the flow, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, Me too. When, and and the birds I shot were uh, not on a fear. just menaces. I mean, they were just wreaking havoc all over the neighborhood. They just made so much noise with all their humming, right? And they they pooped. You know, I, I was going with they they just like that red Kool Aid that you really back enjoy then, drinking. Back then, like you know, muscle American muscle cars were in T birds, Camaros. You know, you get poop on those. Your parents are pretty upset, so I just took it. You know, I just took, took, took matters into my own hands. Okay, you missed what I was trying to get at. You shot a hummingbird and ran it over with your bike, but okay. Mm-mm, no, it was, it, they were like, I'm not sure what kind of birds they were. <laughs> bad ones. <laughs> they were evil. They were bats. I shouldn't Bats have, carrying mud puppies. I shouldn't have, uh, I didn't want Todd to feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> and if anybody's out there that is denying doing stuff like that when you were young, you know, you're you're lying. To so, so you're saying don't judge you, don't judge us. Okay, but yeah, I can't believe I wasted my whole time in that soup kitchen, for yes. the homeless and the needy. You didn't. We always wanted our hook back, but everybody was afraid to touch the I, mud puppy to get the hook out. That's why we killed them. <laughs> And yeah. So like so after you got done smashing, we just kind of like put your foot on his body and pulled. Exactly. Put you just once it was pummeled to death, then you would stand on it, and then you could get your hook back, and you didn't have to worry about it. Same thing with the bird and the bike. Yeah. What did you want back from that bird? Your um, dignity. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So we'll so, go back. Puppy has. Where are we going? We're going with where, where are we going? We we we, we left after we went off on a tangent. Yeah, a we were talking mask. about a, a color scheme. We, there is f- predominant colors you see in the mud puppy. It's essentially has an orange belly. Mm-hmm. It's got brown sides. Mm-hmm. It's got silver scales. Mm-hmm. And it's got gold bars. Mm-hmm. That is the primary colors of. An AZ mud puppy. Correct. So, initially, uh, we probably painted for a couple years. And it was, I mean, thought it was catching fish on it. It was kind of neat because it wasn't a color that was not made by anyone else. So, it was kind of like our thing. It wasn't a, oh, this is just a standard perch. This is a standard walleye. You know. It wasn't kind of an AZ thing. It was 
It absolutely it was. It absolutely was a fat AZ color. I hadn't seen original. anything like it on the market. No. And it came by accident. It's not like I took a little of this, a little of that. It was thrown together. So with with that, we were putting in a Wiley order. Dale Wiley. And Todd, remember asking Dale to yes. paint Mud Puppy in some of those baits that we had placed in Dale, the order? Dale saw it at the one show. Okay. At the booth. Mm-hmm. And said, ooh, I like that. You know, that's a nice looking color. I can see Dale saying that in a Dale little way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And we gave him, we gave him a glider because I think that was the only mud puppy we had left, mud puppy color we had left. We were placing an order with Dale and we, we, I, we gave him one and said, here, paint some up. And Dale did. And the glider has a white, we like putting that white face on the glider. I'm going to call it the face, the uh, little flat spot on the top. So you can see that thing going back and forth. Uh, and he likes to paint that either gold or something, something, something nice and visible. So, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go a little bit on that. So with the, with a glider, when, when we made the glider, we had a little flat spot put on his forehead. And that was initially when we were marking the baits, um, you know, you'd want to put your, your, your mark on the bait. So people kind of knew, uh, we were printing off little stickers off of an inkjet printer that had the, the, the logo and fatty Z musky products. And I would, I needed a place to put it on that. So when we made the mold, we, we put in a flat intentionally. So I had a place to put this sticker and since then, you know, the stickers kind of have gone to the wayside. Now I'm using a, a gold paint pen i guess you would call it and i'm just signing az on it to signify that this is an az bait and when we were doing painting and todd was using some of the gliders one complaint was it was hard to see the gliders coming in so it lended very well that that flat spot above its eyes behind the front uh the tie point to paint a white that whole flat white and it just gave a good contrast to this black inkjetted sticker that I put on these baits. So when Dale took one of took one of the stingers back home to paint Mud Puppy, he had no idea that we never we never put white on the raptors, but we put white on the stingers so you could see the glider going left, right, left, right coming in. He incorporated that with his Mud Puppy paint. And Todd, correct me if I'm wrong. He was a little bit concerned with how the white needs to be placed on the head of the Raptor because he had a bait style that was completely different. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know if I put too much, not enough, you know, blah, blah, blah. And at first I was kind of like, oh, you put white on it. And it kind of grew on me. I think it kind of grew on everybody. Mm -hmm. Sure. And it comes back to the same thing. I, I, you know, it's so easy to hand those baits to people that don't fish much rather than having the brown back or like an all black bait. I love having that white face. Well, a lot of our baits have a white on top or that, you know, we're, or something we're on the a tail. tail or gold tail, something that really stands out. You know, that's why the soft tails are so nice to hand to people till they get the hang of this. I mean, you can watch that big rubber tail and you, you, you know, they know where the bait is. 
on their retrieve as it's coming up. They're not always reeling into the leader. You know, it, it gives you something to look at. Uh, but yeah, the, the white face just came about and Bill's like, I sort of wrapped it around. Is that okay? Or whatever. And yeah. It's got to the point where there's still some around that don't have the white face, but the white face has become, I would say the, the standard now mm-hmm. in our base. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, it, it took it to where we kind of invented this color. Dale did a little variation off of something that really wasn't part of the original color. But it was because it was on the Stinger. It was on the Stinger, but so, not the Raptor. Right, but it was in the mix of the original color. Correct. You know, so that and that's why Dale did it that way. That's mm-hmm. why he wrapped that whole face. And he then, put his little thing. And on. Andy was, I, I just remember when we got him, and Andy was, I mean, you were just still, that wasn't long after. I mean, that was probably maybe, man, that was probably the year or two into the us 2014 ish maybe yeah and and really going to the shows and taking product and and uh i remember andy being like uh wow i'm really gonna step my game up (laughs) well okay you did it very politely i i I say this often i look at my stuff i'll look at someone else painting a a rent you know their their cover of of the mud puppy and i'll say huh Mine really suck. <laughs> That's something I say a lot. <laughs> Which is not the case at all. But it, it uh, I, I just remember you saying that. Because we had him do some odd colors. We did a, he did a couple $9 basses for us. and some Because uh, I love his $9 bass paint. You know, some things mm-hmm. like that. He just painted them. And he was trying to see. He was, he was wanting to get a feel for painting some of these resins and stuff, too. You know, so it was just a something we did and uh since then mud puppy has really exploded oh, it, it has so mud puppy so it was it was so mud puppy kind of has I, I i say in terms of the az paint hit its plateau this is mud puppy there's not really a whole lot of variation that's probably going to happen or has happened since dale transform the white onto the head um i do have some of dale's earlies i would i do want to talk about this before we leave dale i have um let me tell this story first someone put up uh, i forget somewhere on some message board or wherever about mud puppy wileys and people are like put up a picture of a mud puppy wiley and this was still in the infancy to where People might not have known about AZ, but they know of Dale. And Dale's like, do you mind if I sell that color? No, go for it. And people would kind of think that Dale was like, hey, he's the original. Because I hadn't seen this anywhere. I've seen it Dale's. So someone's like, can you put up a picture of Dale's mud puppy? And I went, it's not to be like a jerk. I grabbed every mud puppy I had of Dale's. And I ranged it from the teeny tiniest little four inch all the way up to the big giant 12 inch or whatever he makes. Mm-hmm. And I said, here it is. They're not in order from when the first ones came, but Dale has done some slight differences over the years to the mud puppy. I mean, primarily it's the same, but I have a lot of Wiley's in mud puppy. Mm-hmm. And I think only one or two have actually seen use and, and Vance used, and Vance <laughs> used them. <laughs> that sounds a really big, color variation to it yeah one that i used 
I got you a new one though, right? I think, I think that you kept it. I have it. Like you refused to take it. Right, because mine was mine and that's yours. Oh, God. Anyways, so after Dale, who else painted Mud Puppy for us? I mean, I, well, I can, I can started, list people, but we, I kind of want to go in order. We we started, uh, you know, we then started the podcast, essentially. And we had the idea um, for our sponsors to uh, start painting Mud Puppy. And the second in line was Baker. Baker. But I think before that, wasn't the original Mitch born? Duh. I think probably around the same time when Baker did that, we had the first Mitch. M- maybe. Mitch came around then. Yeah, Mud, Mud Puppy, we'll, we'll go a little further here. I mean, all this stuff is, and this is going to tie into our next little story about Goldie, too, a little bit here. Uh, you know, the colors are, Mud Puppy was just the color we painted. It wasn't a big seller. There was nothing much about it. I had one. And, uh, I man, I remember we used it in Canada. It was 14 for sure. So I had it in 14, using Canada. My nephew caught a nice fish on it, like a 42, and I cut a hook or two off. This was, like, right at the end of the trip. And I put it in the... You know, I, I just put it back in the box. We packed up, came home, and it wasn't until like late that year, October, we were throwing some jerk baits, and I got that jerk bait out at one point. And noticed it needed to put some hooks on it, and repaired it and laid it on the dash, and it rode on my dash for a little bit. And it never—it wasn't a color that I used a lot. It wasn't a color I don't think any of us used a lot. Definitely not me. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, no, and I grabbed that lure one day, one morning, and I caught that, you know, the biggest fish I've ever got at Chautauqua Lake. That's uh, right. Hit that hit that bait. And I remember telling Vance, and I don't remember, if Vance, did you have one at that time? Yeah. You did have one, yeah. I you did have you got one like every color going into the Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, that so it comes back to that fish. Uh, is that what made it take off? I don't know if I would continue grabbing it if I, you know, it was just, it's it, it was a nice color, but, you know, I always used the rappel and the walleye and the perch and the, but anyhow. Anyhow, but like, I, I want to at least go in, when Todd's talking about a bait riding on his dash, he literally had a half a tackle box riding on his dash. And I've seen him do this. He catches a fish, cuts a hook. He unsnaps the bait and I've remember Todd saying, I haven't caught a fish on this color in a while. And he'll take the bait off that just caught the fish, tie on another one that's already ready to rock and just keep going like nothing, no different. So he kind of has these like on deck baits, but you could almost call them on dash. On, yeah, dash, on dash in the hole. That's right. So Todd catches his big fat giant fish. And I remember seeing that text and it, and it was it was weird to me how it was written. Like I'm sure everyone has looked at a text and instead of reading it, your eyes almost absorb every word at once and you put it in an order that that you think it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a classic misreading of a text and it took me like reading it four or five times. Like I would just let my brain absorb it. And I'm like, why are you telling me you caught a 53 in, in a 44? Oh, okay, whatever. And I'm like, what? And it, and it just, it didn't register like you put the pound symbol mm-hmm. after 44. And then it finally dawned on me, oh, this wasn't two fish. Mm-hmm. 
this was a single fish and then photos soon came after and then it made more sense. But I remember actually looking at that text when it came in. So it's neat on mud puppies. Yeah. And it could be a big part of the, the rise. It, it could be. I mean, like all, I would say like most anyone that's in any kind of a hobby or a sport of some sort has a moment of like, I'm hooked. I'm in. If this didn't happen, I might not be here. That was the pivotal moment for Mud Puppy. Because at that point, Todd was pretty much the only one really ha- giving feedback to me on it. There's a few others, but it, we were still, yeah. I, I don't want to say spinning our wheels, but we, were, we weren't really moving in a shaking too much um, in the bait world. Um, so then Baker... Mitch and Baker came roughly the same time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Baker painted up some raptors for us, um, and then he painted up some fives for us mm-hmm. um, in Mud Puppy. And Mitch, uh, Mitch came around in that that time, and Mitch really, I think, like put the nail in the coffin on on Mud Puppy, like to, yes. for it to just start going um, because it was had just such a unique. Um, aura about that bait and i think we were a bit obs- i know i was a bit obsessive of that color uh when prior to all this happening because if that's not the, if that's not true you caught a big fish in canada on a mud puppy raptor didn't you i had um a big fish in canada on a walleye was that the 48 i was thinking about when yes you were- that's okay. a walleye okay um but I used it a lot at Chautauqua in that casting year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it's kind of boggled right now, but I know that we were all kind of, this is our color at the, at that point it happened in fall fall of one year. So many fish. It happened in fall of 14 for Todd to get his giant. Mm -hmm. Boom. The next season starts. That's 2015. Mm Mm-hmm. We start the podcast in 2015. July 1, I think. Yeah. Yes. And it, it, that Mitch's point. Mitch's around the net was the insane year we had casting, casting raptors. Yeah. I mean, just. Just nonstop. Grind, troll, all summer. Boom. If you want to cast, just how long you want to do it, how many you want to catch. Basically, what our summer went. Yeah, it was, it was, it may never, ever be like that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, with how nice it was for casting with people that never did it before. You could just go out there and catch a pile of them casting. And they were yeah. pinged on freaking raptors. Mm-hmm. They, were, they get so into raptors on that lake, and probably in other places, but it's, it's, un, it's an unbelievable in-the-zone feeling when that happens, and it's often. But um, we're obsessed with with this color at this point. Mitch throws it up over the mountain. It's going crazy. We then have... Now, you... I, I, I like bringing this up. You were complaining about Mitch as you caught number six with him. Or something like that, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't running it was right. New. That was yeah, a new it one. <laughs> it was a new one. Okay. Uh, yeah, because we were all standing in the pole barn. You remember that? Like, all three of us were in the pole barn... And you had yeah. these baits, and you were just like, here, take these. I screwed them up. I screwed up, yeah. Well, I, I, I painted up two Mitches just in the event when I paint a bait for somebody, 
that is special or exclusive, I try to paint two. And in this case, it was Mitch and a date. And I did it twice, and I would take the better of the two and give it to the customer. Mm-hmm. And in this event, I actually messed up both of them. So you had you had two mud puppies. Well, I had we were painting mud puppies at that time. Yeah. But so I, I had two that were written Mitch with the wrong date. Mm-hmm. But I never took a Mitch mud puppy. I took a mud puppy that day. Okay. And Todd took the one that said Mitch. I said, just give me that. I don't care. Yeah. I'll use it. The original pole barn, okay, that, yep. yeah, and that's how that that's how that happened. And then I think I would Todd might have had his clients throwing them, and maybe caught one on Mitch or something. I want to think it was early on with Mitch and I think clients, he, but I think that that Mitch stuff happened that day that me and him went out, mm-hmm. and that lore. Todd was like, "It's a little squirrely," and I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay," and that's when it was just like. Dead flat calm, and it was just like boom, ba boom, ba boom. Fish after fish after fish. People were coming up and like, man, it's slow today. I'm like, yeah, definitely, and just <laughs> casting it out. And they were just, we were hooking them in front of that them. guy. Yeah. Do you remember that guy? That was so funny. This guy pulls up. He sees Vance says, Vance has one on her. I did, and he's like, man having a tough day we continue casting while he was there for 10 minutes he proceeded to watch vance catch two more fish and and he's like what are you what are you guys you throwing and vance is like it's mitch (laughs) and that's when he called the drug enforcement officers (laughs) it's a mud puppy raptor mitch and the guy had no idea we were talking about but he watched us yeah, that was so funny. He comes back up. He says, tough day, hon. You're like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> you just Sucks. I can't get this bait to run right. Yeah, all these muskies are coming I actually, in. I can't catch my perch. I think no, that was a fun day. Yeah, I think I was telling the guy, like, when he was, like, looking at us, and I was still, like, talking to Todd. I'm like, this thing is just, look at that. It's running crazy. And then, boop, here comes a fish. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting there cursing. You're like, I can't tune this bait. These yeah. fish keep coming. <laughs> but that's when that's when it was just like insane. And then uh, Bosch had painted up the mud puppy. That's right. Um, and yeah. we, we ran that uh, exclusively for um, people that wanted to get that color. Uh, mm-hmm. It was through the podcast and stuff. And we had some at the shows, mm-hmm. um, which was neat. Um and I feel like we're going to be skipping some, but uh, Jeff at Team Rhino approached me through Facebook. Not This is still real early, you know what I'm saying? And, and he asked, can I have some of these other people paint Mud Puppy and sell it as an exclusive color in my store? I said, yeah, I don't mind. So... You know, he he says for that I will get you. I will I will send you a bait for free, which is kind of cool. And it's kind of turned into this thing where now people come up and ask, and I just sometimes get a bait in the mail. It's a gentleman's rule. Okay, you know that's okay. what it should be. Right. So, I'm going to take this color mm-hmm. that is popular, and it's a really nice color pattern. Jeff and has he, here's one of my baits mm-hmm. that I make out of my garage. And it's in your pattern. Hat tip to you. Mm-hmm. You know that's a nice, that's a very nice gesture. 
of course you can go out and paint it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no patents on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's happening more often. You're it's neat. They're showing up everywhere. They're showing up everywhere. That So when you see orange bellies, brown sides, silver scale, and gold bars, that is an AZ mud puppy. Yeah, and some of the people that I know painting, and some, some people, and I'm not mad about this. I mean, it'd be silly to even get upset. They're painting it, and they're naming it something completely different. And, you know, it is what it is, whatever. It's been out long enough, but I have I have Raptors painted by Dale Wiley in my, his mud puppy. He painted them, and I put epoxy on them. I put them right in my museum. I obviously have Wiley Lures in Mud Puppy. I have Bakers in Mud Puppy. I have Boss Shads in Mud Puppy. I have a Bulldog in Mud Puppy. I have a Tough Shad painted by Brotherhood Bates in Mud Puppy. I have a Chad Shad that was from Lungeon Lures, a wooden one with an aluminum lip painted in Mud Puppy because they also came and approached me and says, can we use Mud Puppy as well? And, of course, I said yes, and I got one of those in the mail. What other baits? Uh, maybe one that starts with a D. Oh, yeah. Actually, I got more than one. But yeah, I'll talk about the 9-inch 50 Finder. Yeah. A DK. Uh-huh. We'll just leave the, We'll leave it at that. We all have one of those. We do. Um, I have a 9-inch. I think I also have a 7-inch. Uh-huh. And I run the 7-inch. I don't run the 9 I also have something else that I'm not going to talk about. It's 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 larger than life, but that's as far as I'm going. This is very funny when I hear you say you run stuff. Yeah, I put that one in the water three times last year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a museum of mud puppies. I have, I got a 50 incher on one of the Bosch Shed painted mud puppies. I got some fish on the DKs last year. I just got that last year. Mm-hmm. I don't have those. You should, you should let Vance and I have some of that stuff in the. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, this is if, if if anybody, I'm talking to you and Vance and Todd here. If we need to have a, like a history of this stuff, you've got to have a safe space, and the safe space is my museum. Yeah. Just about that's my tackle box. I, I know. know that. No. So I have this. So one day, if I okay. tragically fall over dead. You guys can come in there and fight over all my gems and precious. We won't fight. We'll split them evenly. There'll be fist fights. I got great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll split them evenly. No, it's neat. The evolution of colors and the way things come around. Something it's something that was not even... It was a... It was just something. And it's turned into it just something using up spare... The using of paint. Spray a little bit of stuff here. Named by your wife. Looks nothing like a mud puppy. Biggest fish of your life. Biggest fish that I've ever caught, weight-wise. And uh, casting a new bait, you know what I mean? My own bait that that helped to create. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just great things. That's why the color is uh, special to all of us. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it and the neat thing is, is I can and I'm predicting it's not that big of a deal. I'm predicting in the next five to ten years that color is going to bleed into other, um, other markets. I could see that the I wa- mean, walleye cranks, 
things of that nature. Bass stuff. I yeah. can I can see it happening. It's gonna you know it's it's gonna be slow, but a lot of other manufacturers of musky baits are painting. It's a musky bait color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yep. kind, it's kind of neat. It 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 happened here, and it's it's, it's a it's a mean color. It's the, it is a great color. It's it's a big fish color for some reason. It in has, my in my opinion, with that mm-hmm. with the mud puppy, um, and that's the way this stuff goes. These lure makers, I know Andy does. Everybody does it. You know, you're always looking. You're thinking. Uh, you, you're you know walking through the show. You're like, oh, that's cool. Look what that guy did with that. Look what this guy did with this. And uh, there's a history. Well, if you're ready to move on from mud puppy, we'll start talking Goldie a little bit here. I think so, I've said everything I want to say about mud puppy. Yeah. So if anyone's out there and they see a mud puppy or some variation of that name, the big thing you want to look for um, is gold bars, silver scale. Yeah. That's what you want to look for. Orange belly. and I, Orange belly. And I, I, I was catching myself into another thought. That's, that's why I missed the orange belly. Was I know there's other manufacturers out there that have painted it. I'm sorry if I omitted you by accident but a lot of i'm trying to remember a lot i should have done a little more research but or at least look at my stuff and uh but anyways so todd talk about goldie yeah. now just going back to the these guys that start making baits you know someone uh whether you started five years ago or 50 years ago this stuff's been done before you know you'd go back into the the, the creek chub and the head and lures and Lots of it starts starts back with those few companies. You know, Creek Chub put out tons of colors. Uh, Creek Chub also had a thing that if you came up with your own color, you could either explain it, send them a picture, you could draw it out, and you could send this to Creek Chub. We're going back, you know, into the 40s and 50s, I believe, is when they did this. And you could, they would paint your bait, but you had to place a minimum of 12 order. So when you start looking at, and I did some research, I tried to find this. I have someone's number that I can call to get the actual dates for what we're going to talk about here, but uh, maybe, but uh, you can, you can look, you start looking through the color chart of Creek Chub. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of colors. And uh, you look at someone like Dale with all lots and lots of his colors, they stem back to, an old Creek Chub color. Now he may have put his own little spin on it or whatever. Uh, and, and that's why most of these colors originally came about. I mean, I mean, a perch is a perch, right? Yeah. Uh, but a lot of this other stuff, it just, it just went from these old, old time lures, lure making these lure companies. And, uh, you guys can probably hear a combine going past the house. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but so Goldie, Dale saw this picture of what is now Goldie Creek Chub, probably from the 40s or 50s. And uh, this is going back to when he started painting in the early 80s. And uh, he painted it up. Creek Chub had a Goldie paint job, the, the same Goldie that we're doing, the bright gold back, dark bar down the center. And I believe it has a, uh, a yellow belly. I'm not sure. I'd have to, I'd have to look. I did. I actually found one one time made by, made by Creek Chub and I purchased it. It's hanging downstairs. I should have looked. I think it has a yellow belly. Anyhow, 
Bill saw it, put his own, and the original Creek Chub one had a black face on it. Now, there's, it's not on Creek Chub's color chart. It's not on, you, I, we, we can't, you can't find it anywhere. So don't know if it's going back to someone who created this order in our area where Dale saw this bait because he says he, he has seen two in his life Creek Chubs painted in what we're now calling Goldie. And I have one. That's three that he's ever known of, you know. So it wasn't a real common color. But Dale went ahead and did it. So Dale painted that color, and he called it Golden Shiner. Now, Creek Chub also had a Golden Shiner color that was really popular. It has like a green black back sort of a uh, – and it has a silver scale over like a, the, the side. It, 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 it sort of reminds you of a walleye. It has a yellow belly. And uh, that color took off a lot better for him. And it was really called Golden Shiner. So Dale started calling it Golden Shiner. So I get a hold of, I see one of his Goldie baits uh, in the late 80s there. And I was like, wow, I really, I like that color. Can you paint? Sure, I can paint it. He said, I had it out. I had it on the color chart. Never really did anything with it. You know, no one ever really bought it. And uh, I bought one from him. And uh, went out and I just started catching all these fish. So I ordered, like, I went in and I said, okay, I need a fat body. I need a six inch. I need a, uh, another eight inch. I need a jerk bait. I need all this. And uh, he started painting them. Now, when I would be putting my order in at the end of the year, I would have it listed as Golden Shiner. Now, what happened, it would be, do you want the old Golden Shiner or the new Golden Shiner? So the old Golden Shiner was Goldie. New Golden Shiner was the newer one, but it always got confusing placing the order. Mm-hmm. So I started calling it. I said, we'll, we'll just call it Goldie, Goldie, the, the, with the gold back, like Goldilocks, you know, mm-hmm. different than the other, than the new and the old Golden Shiner. Okay. So I start telling Dale, I start saying to him, I've been placing these orders going back, you know, like 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago. Goldie. And well, the story is, I mean, that's the story of Goldie. Now, that's just, that's the be- Goldie. The, to, the, <laughs> to the best of your knowledge at this time, and you have been in the, in the game uh, and have been good at the game longer than both me and Andy combined. Um, there was no, uh, nobody else was painting that color well no i mean i there, there was nothing now you didn't have access to look at all this stuff nowadays mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but goldie has really come about more in the last maybe 10 10 years yes uh and especially it being called goldie i never i never saw it called anything else but when when i saw it when i started seeing it popping up places and i was like look they called it goldie you know and i got a chuckle out of it so you're so when when Dale repaints all this stuff, mm-hmm. well, when he paints it up, no idea what to call it. He paints up this Goldie lore. Do people start painting gold that 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 color scheme more mm-hmm. often because Dale was painting them at the time? Well, yeah, I mean, it just got out there. I mean, I think it stems back a lot to us, you know, using it. And, and the crew, you know, I saw Tough Shed painted it there a while back, and they called it Goldie. I think that's the first time I saw it listed in a magazine or something. 
Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, when it said Goldie, you know, that was the big, that was, that was the thing that really made me chuckle. It was like, yeah. they called it Goldie, you know, and that's how In the that... name Gold. that's how Goldie came about. Me trying to explain to Dale whether it was old Golden Shiner or new Golden Shiner. Yeah. We cannot find the original name from Creek Chub. I don't know if one exists. Like I said, I don't know if they painted 12 of them mm-hmm. or they painted 1,200 of them. Dale even did some research on it, and he couldn't find anywhere. He never found an actual color chart that had it on there. But I have one in my basement painted, you know, original Creek Chub color, a little bit of flake and paint on it. And, uh, I mean, it is Goldie. only difference is it had a little bit of a black face on it. And Dale did not put the black face on it. He put that gold face on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's the way he paints it. Yeah, that's, and, that's and, and you – you can see this like organically happen. It's happening with the mud puppy right now um, where the bait makers will, oh, that's a cool pattern. I'll paint it. That's a cool pattern. I'll paint it. Um, we're seeing that with the mud puppy. That was happening with the Goldie. Nobody really knew what to call it. You guys were fishing all the time, tournaments. Um, same deal as as today, really. And it just happened with that pattern, Goldie. Um, you can't say that, you know, obviously you guys saw it at Creek Chub. Mm-hmm. You know, but no idea what to call it. Hey, paint this thing. Catch a bunch of fish on it. Other bait makers are painting it. And then you see it called Goldie. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's re- that's like, it's cool. Slurry. Yeah, the, the name came about to alleviate In- confusion. Yes. Yeah. And yes. and now it's you know, it's like a staple. I'm seeing Goldie in in that name Goldie 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 getting thrown around as much as Mud Puppy now. When I when I see people putting up color charts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Goldie yeah. is is bait makers are paying Goldies. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, these will sell. There's a reason. Yeah, I see them all through. I see them all through the shows. It's it's it's. Uh... It's crazy, and I know probably very, very few of the people painting it would know the story that it's a creek chub pikey color, to be honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> from many years ago. But I would say that you're the front runner in getting that name, Goldie. Well, we're getting it named Goldie, yes, for sure. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, because that's super would cool. would call it Goldie, but... It was trying to explain it, so that that's kind of neat to see the name. Mm-hmm. But lots of these colors are that way. Lots of the lots of these colors, you know. You, if you traced it back, I mean, I know with Dale, you know, these guys had, you know, Dale started painting when he was a kid. Uh, you know, Dale's in his mid fifties now, uh, and you didn't have access to all this stuff. So it would be finding an old color chart to give you an idea of, you know. And of course, going back then, you had strawberry spot and strawberry and redheads, and you had different colors. But you know, nine dollar bass is an odd odd name. Dog uh, balls is an odd name. Dogs, dogs balls. Yeah, that was named by a Canadian guy. Nine dollar bass is painted because I believe it was Creek Chub. That that paint scheme took a little bit longer to do, mm-hmm. so it was like the bait. They sold their baits for like $8. If you wanted it in that special bass color, it was $9. 
so because cool. because this paint scheme was higher, mm-hmm. which they had nine dollar bass, they had nine dollar perch. Uh, I think those are the only two nine dollar ones, but that's how it ended up getting. That's why it's called nine dollar bass because that lure cost a little bit more because of the more involved paint. Right. I'm just. I'm going to reiterate this. I'm going to rearrange it. So when you were to go and buy. I, I I think you're right with Creek Chub. They had all their normal colors, but this color took they this color took a little bit more paint, a little bit more work that they felt justified in charging an extra dollar. It wasn't extra called dollar. nine dollar bass; it was called bass. Mm-hmm. But to clarify what bass it was, people would say it's the bass that costs nine dollars. Exactly. That's how, that's how they got nine dollar bass. And I don't know if it was $1 more or $2 more, but it cost more. And it cost $9 to get that paint job on a particular creek job. So that's how that came about, which was something that I learned a couple, I don't know, a couple, five, I don't even know how many years ago. That never, $9 bass, how did that happen? You just accept the name because that's what it was called as long as I've known. Mm-hmm. Um, but we skipped one very important part in the Goldie story. Mm-hmm. Was that for like six years I was painting the wrong Goldie, and no one told me until recently, and then I had to change it. Oh yeah, <laughs> the banana colored one. Yeah. So that was an important thing. I need to throw a dig at myself in that. So well, we had a hard time at first because when I first met you, and we first started painting baits, that's probably one of the first things I wanted to have you paint. It was like you got to paint Goldie here, and you were just getting the paints and you were just getting paints off the shelf and you had painted a couple. Uh, the gold wasn't the same. No, my gold has gone through a lot. I mean, and, and there's yeah. times that I wish that I had a different gold, but at, at what point do you say having six different golds mm-hmm. Oh yeah, is too much? And I, I mm-hmm. used a base yellow. Yes, yes. But, you know, you're, you're going off of, I think at the time... Mm-hmm. Gosh, at that time, you still had a flip phone, and I, you know, I think I had, you know, I had an iPhone at that time. But you know, even still, it's like trying to send photos back and forth. It really oh, yeah. wasn't great. It was yellowy. Yeah. So, anyways, it was very yellow, and no one had the heart to tell me that. Hey, let's try doing it this way. I told you. I know, but it took a while until we ran out of inventory, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Before you go ahead and make this giant mistake. (laughs) (laughs) I would talk about that. I I figured that that was like... On the boat, I'm like, what the hell is this? And I was like... Making fun of me. No, not like making fun. I was like, what color is... Like, what color is this? It's like a banana. It doesn't... I don't recognize this or anything. I'd be like, that's that's our our Goldie. I know. I'm disappointed about it, too. I was like, that... Does. I mean, this is yellow, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on there." Hey, still cut, still cut fish, still cut fish. I got some, I got a, I got a couple of videos on my phone. Of the banana and that, fish is awesome. That's People true. Speak. The thing, the thing caught caught fish. We oh. lost a giant one day on that thing. Okay, so while we you want... guys are trying to butter me back up, I already know that you guys were talking behind my back. We I was, dude, we were not. I was doing what was instructed. But anyways, the first, the original soft tail, <laughs> the first soft tail was a goldie, a banana yes. goldie, and I caught fish on it. 
Okay. I, remember you caught that thing? Yep, that one on the back that nailed it. Yep, yep. and it, it made Jared Sayers' PA Muskie video, Muskie yes. Vania. Look, the, the, the Raptors' action is enough to blow so Muskie's pants off. It doesn't have to, doesn't have to be a horrible paint job. Is that what you're saying? I'm, you dude. Can, you can use the you can use them in white. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, so that's we just had to get consistent with, with the, the Goldies. Okay, I, I'm going to keep hammering this because it's funny. <laughs> Todd just said you catch them on white. So that's where all the, the banana <laughs> Goldies went. It was you just spray painted them white. <laughs> I you... brought them and stripped them, yeah. <laughs> Todd would rub them against brushed cement <laughs> so he could just grate off the paint. That's why we're up at camp with the Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> Just take them down. We need another raptor. Oh, man. Is that why, like, every week you guys are like, man, my Goldie got beat up or a client lost it, and you take all my yellow ones just to get them out of my hands? You're not going to believe this. It happened again. I look across the road, and they're in the ditch in the yard. They're just thrown every time you guys leave. No. There's, There's an evolution through a lot of the painting that you see that a lot of people don't even realize. And there's an evolution once, once the guys get better, I'm sitting here looking at, cause we, we took my mount of the, uh, of the 52 that I caught when we were like testing the Raptors and it has the, an old original gold Rapala in its mouth. Like well, I brought it out here to the, uh, to make a little stand for it. And I hung that bait up here because it's usually in the fish's mouth. And that, that old original gold rapala is hanging here. The first gold rapala you did. And <clears throat> even that looks way different now than what it did in 2000. That would have been 2012. Really? You know? Vance, remember, remember when I was hanging up those baits in the other room and I said, check out this original gold rapala? Yeah. It seriously looks awful. But I thought that I thought they looked relatively the same. No, because I have I have like I have a 2012 Gold Rapala. Mm-hmm. I have a very old one mm-hmm. with the auto clear on it. I mean, maybe you did something like blacked it out a little bit more or something. Oh yeah, it's definitely blacked out. The blacks rolled around, uh-huh. the blacks around the face, not near as much gold. Because I remember, I remember with Andy too. I was like, yeah, keeps doing another squirt of gold, you know. And you were like, I put four coats on. Yeah, so so that's do, the one do, thing. Do, do, do a couple more. Do a little bit more. I mean, th- there was a point when I was using the water-based gold, I would put seven coats of paint yeah. on them just to get them to go gold. And, and I'm like, nah, it looks good. You're like, well, we're you out of. It, it's it's a half inch around. thicker. I was buying this stuff by like the half gallon squirt bottles, and. My, I'm, my... I'm finally like, there you go, you got it. Now like, we got it. Well, now it's we're. Different. Yeah, it's tough. We 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 can't have a profit now because because we put... each bait costs one half gallon million of gold. dollars. <laughs> so like, I looked at some of those original baits, and and you know we had a good time um, talking about the Vance customs. Some of my original paints on the Raptors and that that copy paper box that I talked about. They were worse than Vance Customs. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> thanks. Uh, no, but I'm I'm just I'm I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, we all know that. <laughs> but I what I wanted to say is if 
the epoxy wasn't introduced and it was just auto cleared, they would have been just on par with what's in the box. You know what I'm saying? The, the epoxy, how you said, it's it does something with the colors. Mm-hmm. It like ties them in. It helps with contrast. It makes the bait look, uh, you know, a boatload better. You know, right? So there is several points that 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 could be brought up right now. So when I look at that old original gold Rapala, a couple things stand out. The gold is not near as brilliant as the gold that I'm using now. The black, like what Todd was saying. My motor skills have increased to where I'm not like half the profile black. It's like I was just, uh, I just couldn't control it. I know the feeling. That and, stuff sucks. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's so the gold is is duller. I had so much black overspray over everything that it just handicapped the already poor gold that I had. And then I was just putting a coat of auto clear on, which never really made them pop. It did better than no clear at all. But for anyone out there that hasn't painted bait and then put epoxy on them, there are a couple stages where a bait actually starts to look good. And they look extremely awkward with no eyeballs in them. Like a bait doesn't look right without eyes. You put the eyes in, you're like, oh, it's a bait now. Mm -hmm. You put that epoxy on it and it gets that glossy and that and you're just like yes things start to pop Mm -hmm. it it must add a depth to it a clarity to it it does something and i have some of those original paints out there that do not have epoxy on them and they just don't look right i can tell the motor skills increased and some of that is just like some of the ones that i'm i'm painting and every batch i'll do this i'm like Man, this one got away from me. And no one can pick it out. No one can. I mean, I, I can yeah. pick it out. I'm like, I just don't like how I did this here. You see, I went a little bit off on this. You know, eh, yeah, no one's going to see it. Whatever, I'll use it. Yeah. So, but I look at that back there. I'm like, man, did I do this with my eyes closed? <laughs> it's just like literally one of those. Um, but it's just, it's a it's a repetitive motor skill that you, you pick up that. Just it's it's a subtle tuning and tweaking. Yes, it gets the point across. This is this pattern, but once you fine tune that motor stuff, and like Todd brought up when I when I talked about Dale's and how bad my paints suck compared to Dale's, Dale has a sharpness to his paint. Mm-hmm. He has this stuff down. He's like two levels ahead of me when when it comes to the crisp lines and stuff like that. And that's what I look for. I mean, I don't want to put it this way, but. It seems Dale isn't doing these crazy things that you see online. A lot of the hard stenciling, some of the neat layering that they're doing, that's all really cool. That looks great. Dale, to me, is making baits with crisp, hard lines. With And I'm picking by up hand. like by hand. Yeah, I'm looking at like beyond the scale netting. He's using like fresh scale netting almost every time. Because I'm picking up individual threads sometimes on his scales. Mm-hmm. His paints are flowing great. That's the stuff I see because this has been something I've been staring at in my face a lot over the last seven years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Dale has and it do. down. But you have to remember, Dale's been doing it from before. I was born. You were born. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, it's, imagine how many uh, perch bars he's painted. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's crazy. He does, does it, it by he does it by he freaking does. hand. 
does I, it with his eyes closed. It just that just, that's, it comes in, you know, doing something for forty some years. But yeah, without epoxy, they're nice, sharp, crisp. Yeah, they're. Uh, I had a conversation with Dale, and this will be the last thing we talk about paints because Todd wanted to talk about something else. I had a conversation with Dale about painting. He, there was like someone that he knew was there. I don't know if you guys were there or not, but it was myself, Dale, and another guy. And Dale said something like, "Now, Andy, how would you paint this?" And you know, obviously, the layers had to go in, in a in a proper order. But when it came to the perch bars, I said, "This is how I perch bar," and I'll I'll let out my secret out. I take the raptor. I have its the top of the bait, which is like the curved back, which would where like that little top fin would be that always pokes you on a bluegill. And I said, I take and I very faintly put a if it's black a black line straight across it. Then I go down to where I want the 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 bar closest to the tail. I put a line across it. Then I now my mind is easy with working with cutting things in half. I'm not perfect every time. But I can look at the top one, the bottom yeah, one. I'm going to go here in half. I hit that one. Then I go in between those two, hit that one, then go below to the tail in the middle one. Mm-hmm. And that's how I divide my bars. So now I have, when I look at the profile, I have a slight little overspray telling me, you need to put a bar here. Mm-hmm. So then I put a bar there, go to the next overspray. Boom, boom, boom. And then when I, by the time I put the black, I flip the bait over, do the bars. By the time I put the black back on it, that that little faint line that I put as across as a marker is is covered up with the same color. Yeah. No one knows how I barred those. And to me, I need to take and look, turn the bait around, look at its belly, and I like to see those bars line up. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect every time, but I'm pretty close to where I'm satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. Dale would tell me, he goes, no, what I do is I hold the bait sideways, I put the first bar. I guess how much to go back for the second bar. I guess how much go back for the third bar. (laughs) And I'm like, Dale, you hit these things perfect. He goes, yeah, I've done it a lot. That's he, and he, he brought up to this person. I wish I knew who it was. He says, see two people putting bars on a bait, do it two completely different ways. I'm trying to break it down into a math problem. And he's just, yeah, I'm singing. Yeah. Wild West. You break everything down into a, a math problem because numbers are easy mental micrometer that's right <laughs> yes so anyways it was kind of a neat thing that dale said yeah moving on because we're approaching an hour and a half todd you said you had something that's else you good. want to talk about no i mean just real quick we were talking about the paints we were talking about that we're talking about something else going on with us right now you know we we're, we we continue to get calls and people interested in the project x's We've talked about them many times. You know, I know we, we, there's fans put up a couple videos, which stems some more interest in people calling. I've been talking to people a lot about it, people from Canada. Everybody's interested. It's a really neat product, there, which is, which is relatively expensive. But I will tell you this. <clears throat> in closing on the, uh, you know, the Project X here, and I'm sure Andy can add to this. Who has been purchasing these? Well, we've had a lot of different guys purchase them. I can tell you who else has been buying them. I just Andy has hopefully put it together real quick. Sold one to one of my clients. Uh, this is someone who has seen them in action, and he's pulling the trigger on getting one because he's seen what it can do. You know, it's an expensive thing. These guys are buying them because it feels. It's giving it advantage, which it definitely 
does give an advantage. You know, our sales pitch that we talk about a little bit, what I like to tell guys is, you know, I, I look at people's pictures of the boats and they have two 12 inch screens on their dash. You know, the difference between a nine inch screen, a 12 inch screen is over a thousand dollars. And, uh, and that screen, two 12 inch screens that cannot help me catch a fish. It's the same exact screen, same transducer, whether it's a nine or a 12. Those two big screens cannot help me catch one more fish. Maybe I can see the, see it a little bit better, but Project X can help you catch fish. It will. That's all I wanted to say about it. I mean, you know, because I know we have guys listening that have heard us talking, and I've done the same sales pitch talking to guys. They're not really a sales pitch, uh, just telling it the way it is. Uh, they're out there. And uh, that's who's purchasing guides and people have seen them work. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guides will get them. And then the people that will do anything for a fish, mm-hmm. anything to put them up and over, mm-hmm. you know, then they're a complete difference maker. And if that, if you're fighting with your, your brain, if, if you disagree. Yes. Um, yeah, I've, I've heard some of the craziest excuses now that Vance said that yeah. some of the craziest excuses, why someone will not buy one. They're, they're fun to read. I don't take offense to them or what people, no, I, people I, say I, I about them. I mean, it's, it, it, it's silly as it, hell. It's, yeah. I mean, it's hard when you, when people, everybody asks the price and it's, you know, more often not the same reaction. Wow. Other people have said, yeah, give me two, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but you got to look, there's very few things on your boat. I mean, everyone's going to think they're going to get advantage. There is no magic bait either. You can spend $300 on a bait. You can spend 12, $18 on a bait. They can both catch muskies. Is one built better. Absolutely. Does one look prettier? Absolutely. So your baits are your choice. Uh, everything else are tools. Your, your rod can't give you an advantage. Your reel can't give you an advantage. Uh, you know, when you're dragging a bait trolling, I mean, the speeds, uh, you know, that that's all your advantage is self-created there. There's very few things I feel in the market. I mean, there is, I, yeah, there is few you, things it can do. You know, you, you can relate it to a downrigger, one of these bottom hugging downriggers, you know, is that going to happen? You know, anyone who can look and say, well, I know that's going to help me catch fish and I'm not going to be banging my downrigger ball on the bottom. It's going to stay three feet off the bottom. This is perfect, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you pay for that. You mean the ones that's that it. the ones that can sense the bottom and will rise? The fish finder signals back to the yes. rigger. Yeah. That's you know, incredible. That's something like that. It, you, you know, that's going to give you an advantage. Uh, Set it and free. Anybody that's hung up a downrigger ball while trolling, yeah, knows that it's a very scary thing when that thing stops moving and your boat turns and creaks and yeah, or <laughs> even you know even when you're running a little too close and you're looking at your depth finder and you're in thirty feet all of a sudden you're just like damn it I got to crank that thing up what's mm-hmm. going to happen to that spread? Mm-hmm. But yep, tying it back to the X, it is a huge difference maker. Mechanical. 
there is data on it. Um, and that data shows that it is a difference maker in the boat. The, I, I want to, I want to bring one of the funniest excuses that I've heard someone not wanting to get one. I'm not naming names who said this and they probably forgot they even said this was there's no reason in getting it. The soon that the fish will get used to it. Oh yeah. That's a good one. And by the way, we're, we're, we're not sour grapes and over this stuff. We put up a post, no. we promote, um, and you know, the, it, we just are like, why even, why say that stuff? So you don't, okay, I'm not going to buy that. Well, shut up. Okay. <laughs> well, the reason why we're, we're bring, letting the public know about this is just because these people didn't take that route. They say weird things about it, which, you know, you're due for scrutiny, but we can sit here and, and discuss it normally. Right. And we don't, but when we make the post, it's not like, you better buy this. You have to buy this right now. You, 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 yeah. you. Our goal at the, you know, what we like to do is just continue to be innovative in, in the companies, the three of us. You mm-hmm. know, you come up with things. Todd and I will come up with something. And, of course, Andy makes it. I mean, if we said we wanted to Go have to a, diff- a different boat, you know, that also, like, came out of the water and then you we could just drive it back to camp and never have to worry, like, have a truck payment. Andy could probably make it. <laughs> Park my truck for you five know, months. All you all you do is you know all the project is is something that's created to help somebody out and uh, giving them an advantage on the boat, and that's all. That's all it is. We're not saying that you absolutely need to have one. It's just something that we have to offer. And we in when we make posts like that, we do it like once a year, and we get. You know, I did this last year. Whereas, like did, a million views yeah, on another Instagram account. Did, did it again, and people start coming out of the woodwork. You know, and and that that's the generalities of it. That's not fishing. Why don't you just have the thing reeling in as well? Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. will get used to it. Trolling should only be for the handicap. That was yeah. sad too. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. Oh yeah, <laughs> what the hell is that? Like that, you know. Trolling saw, should be I, for the handicap. Like, hey, hey, MFR, I had somebody who uh, was below the knee, mm-hmm. both amputee, and caught a fish. Mm-hmm. So don't be getting on the handicap about yeah. you, you, that. Like some dumbass who just like knee jerk reaction says that. Right. Completely offensive. It's, Moron. It's yeah. It <clears throat> trolling should be for the handicap. Your handicap, you said that. <laughs> no. I mean, there's, we have a theory, but I'm not going to drag this guy through the dirt. Go yeah. ahead, Todd. Yeah. No, they're, 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 that's just the way it is. We we don't we don't get it around here. We don't see it here compared to. I mean, let's just take the whole northern part of Wisconsin. Trolling was outlawed for 30 years. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just so out of touch with the trolling, and it's just like that's not fishing. That's not. I mean, that's fine if that's your. Vance and I say it all the time. I mean, because up to me, I don't care if I ever kept reeling another fish troll. Honestly, I don't know if I can cast all day, twelve hours a day, like I used to. Uh, probably why I don't do it. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that just that just 
and, you know, I see people saying anyone, well, boy, you know, if you got to use more than one rod to catch a muskie while you're trolling, you better look at your methods. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, no, that's not what I'm trying. I'm not trying to catch one muskie. I'm trying to catch 12 that day. <laughs> that's why I'm using six poles. <laughs> I want to I want to equate this because I don't want to be like we're singling out parts of the Midwest that that oh, are no. that are more anti trolling and the best way to bring it up is is to equate it to a hunting scenario. There are if you grew up in a state that did not allow baiting, you would look at another state or another person hunting, and you might see a bait pile as that's cheating. Oh yeah, and you, you do all the time. You see people talking about mm-hmm. that, right? Mm-hmm. And and with baiting. There's a whole other set of complications that come with it. Now, let's go even further. Vance, how would you feel if Pennsylvania, now you're new at hunting, allowed you to run deer with dogs to shoot them? Okay, first off, I've shot like 11 bucks. And uh, two. um, I unleash a pack of dogs with GPS collars, and I push them a certain way through some thick brush. You're standing on the other side. They do your pushes for you? They do your pushes for you. I mean, how did, would I feel about do you, it? Do you feel... I mean, if it was legal, I'm like, all right, whatever. But, I mean, I would be like, this is a bit... Different over, than what... Like, different than yes. what I'm doing. Right. That is a big part of some areas in the South to yeah. get deer to come out of these thick, brushy areas of swamp. They need dogs to drive the deer out to hunt them. That is part like of birds. their tradition. Yeah. Yep. And and that's one of those things that when people are like, you're running dogs on deer, you're like, it's the only way we're getting them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, 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 you know, you have to think of that now, it creates a whole other thing. Not only are you hunting, you have to train dogs. Mm-hmm. You got to have to get a good, good bloodline. I mean, you know, now you've got that involved. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you a quick story about my, uh, cousin runs a guide business for bear up in maine and you think oh well they bait those bears well you no one would get bears in maine without baiting them it's this thick massive woods that you can't see anywhere you can't see distances it's not like hunting here in pennsylvania you know Mm -hmm. they didn't bait them in they would have no bear success and they would be totally overrun with bear they already are now you think, oh, geez, they bait. Well, let me tell you, there there becomes a whole thing. You got other people baiting in the same area. Now this becomes a whole game. It's like trapping almost. You know, what type what type of bait am I going to use? You got to go visit that bait, make sure it's filled. I mean, it becomes a major process, and there's a lot of thinking goes into how they're baiting and what they're using. You know, uh, it, it's whole other part of the sport that they're used to. And here in Pennsylvania, you see that. And it's like, Oh my gosh, they bait, you know, I, I was hunting down for turkeys in West Virginia one time. And I came across this, I heard this, you know, I walked over and I'd seen turkeys heard gobblers going out across this ridge. So I went up there the next day and I go over and this noise I heard, I go up and there's a, one of those times feeders going off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now i'm in west virginia and i don't even know at this point that baiting's legal and i'm like holy crap where's the guy that said this I hope he's not sitting here i got the heck out of there you know <laughs> thinking it was totally illegal and there's this feeder spraying corn which is why all the turkeys were up there to find out you're allowed to bait them in west virginia i didn't even know that when i was down there hunting but you know 
becomes a whole other game, you know. Uh, it it it's one of those things that if, if you aren't open to it when you were a kid, like what I think Vance you brought that up earlier. It's like this is all I knew, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not that trolling's all we know, but trolling is a big part of stuff fishing over here. I just did, I wanted to make it clear that we weren't picking on oh, yes. other areas. You know, off no. putting a double standard. Yeah, we weren't. We were just picking on the people that felt that they needed the comment on to comment to pick things. on you know, something, just to give some yeah. color we to have, this we podcast. People, we 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 have people in our area that are the same way. They don't troll. I take people often. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, I take people after an incredible day. You know, it's like, yeah, we. This is how many we voted yesterday. It was like, oh, were you trolling? Yeah, can we go casting? Yeah, I, I can take you casting. Let's go. There, yeah. is, there is one stu- stubborn lad that we can't get to really enjoy trolling. He was a guest on this show. It Are you point. talking about me? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Shout out to him. We love you. Yeah. But very mm-hmm. interesting stuff. Little yes. history lesson. Yeah, that it was a, that was a, a nice show about this mud puppy. I mean... So neat. So neat to see other people painting it. And when we're old and gray, we'll look back at it and be like, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. We should have developed yes. some type of royalties, damn it. Hold on, <laughs> a great comment there. What the, you, you don't need to talk you, about great comments. Yeah, there. I know. Yeah. Well, you rock it well, though. <laughs> you know, the gray stuff. Andy's already turning gray, I think. It's why he shaved it. No, no, I'm not turning gray. I'm just losing it. Are you? Are you gray? I don't know. It's brown. I think he hasn't seen any hair for a while yet. That's all right. He's in an all gray outfit. Billichek. That's right. It's warm out. I don't have to be all dressed up real nice. All right. Stay well, warm. Vance has some big things to do this week. Yes, I do. You do have big things, and I, oh, that brings me up to this. The next few weeks podcast might be a little willy nilly, but we're going to try to keep them like we do every week. Just try to get one out a week, but a lot of stuff is happening. So we're going to be partying all three of us and I'm going to be the responsible one. Yes, you are. Perfect. Shout out to big chess nation. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all of the messages. Unite (laughs) rebel. We will get this done. All right, with that sinister message from Vance, like he's going to overthrow a government. Um, V for vendetta. Um, All right, big thanks, Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. Musky Zinc, join your local chapter, the Chautauqua Lake Showdown, what day in June? 29th. June 2-9. Um, the Wausau tournament for the Wausau Muskies Inc. on June 1st. St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vicks Marine and Sports Center. Um, a lot of seasons are open up, so uh, good luck fishing. Thanks for listening.